0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise and joining me on this episode is going to be my good friend, Dr. Brooke Keels. If you're listening to this podcast around the time that it's being released, the Advent season is upon us which is that period of time on the church calendar where many Christians prepare to celebrate Jesus coming. So this month on Mercy Talk, we are talking about the four Advent themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. And as we mentioned last week, the reason we're doing this is because we just feel like it's so important as we navigate this Christmas season that we discuss the posture of our hearts, because we all know that the Christmas season can bring some really awesome, wonderful things And it can also bring some really not so awesome things. So we can easily find ourselves just being swept away in just the chaos and the busyness and the consumerism and the hard family stuff, all of the things that can come in and really steal these very four themes of Advent. They can steal our peace, our joy, our hope, our love. And it's not at all surprising to me that the very things that this season is supposed to be about are the very things that the enemy is very, very crafty at stealing during the season. So this month, we're talking about these Advent things because we wanna choose to posture our hearts in such a way that we can actually maintain our mental and emotional and spiritual health during the holiday season. But as I shared last week, we are taking these a little bit out of order, so we hope that doesn't throw you off. Um, Today, Brooke and I are gonna actually be talking about the Advent theme of love. So I'm really glad that you've joined us, and I hope that you enjoy this show. All right. Well, hey, guys. Hey, Brooke. Here we go. (laughs) Talking about another Advent theme this week. If you are just joining us for the first time today... um, I would encourage you to go back we're just kind of doing this whole like series on the theme of of advent and we're talking through to the four different themes and um today is the topic of love and i'm you know this is like (laughs) you want to talk about an idea or a topic that feels i don't know vague elusive hard to nail down like let's talk about love today (laughs) what on earth uh yeah so that's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to talk about love, um, but really also just kind of how it relates to this theme of or not theme, the idea of Advent and just this, you know, thinking about what Jesus came and did and that he did come, um, but also thinking about and reflecting on and anticipating the fact that he's going to come again and that we're living in that in between and really reflecting in this season on the love of the father, because I don't know, I just think when you, when you really like take a step back, you realize that the way that you understand, receive, walk in the love of God, like that impacts every single aspect of our lives, every single part of who we are. And I know that that might sound kind of like, oh yeah, that's probably true. No, if you really, like, if you really take a look, assessment of your life and your heart, how you understand the love of God affects everything it affects the way you see the world, the way you see yourself. It affects your choices, your marriages, your friendships, your parenting, the way you treat other people, the way you work. I mean, everything is affected by it. Um and I would say I don't know what is more influential on our lives. I would I would throw the idea out there that maybe like the thing that most powerfully influences every single part of our lives is how we understand this. And so I would just say before we even dive into it, you know, like the weight of this topic is not lost on us as we dive into it. We don't want to kind of treat it flippantly, even though, you know, we'll laugh and joke as we always do. But (laughs) but this one is this one's heavy and it's weighty because it matters and it impacts every part of who we are. And it definitely impacts how we walk through the Christmas season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I think, too, I mean, we've talked about this before, but, you know, the word love has so many meanings to so many people based off just your experience mm. in life. Um, and, and I've said, you know, I think I've said it on here. Maybe not. It doesn't really matter, but that I love how um, Jesus uh, describes himself as gentle because that can't be manipulated, right? It gentle just is what it is. And so, you know, cause when you're talking to people mm. like in counseling and you're talking about love and like, you know, if you don't stop, like I have to stop and go, what is, what do you think love is like? We have to actually define it because Mm -hmm. so many people truly have no idea. And so I think, you know, it can come across as like, Oh, we're talking about love. Like you said, cheesy, or it can be whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, Every person I've ever asked, like, "What do you think love is?" The definition is usually different, um, and it is completely, mm-hmm. generally based on your experiences. And so, it's it's a really important place to start. It's a root of of like you said, everything we experience the world and how we experience the world, how we have experienced the world, how we continue to experience the world, and our presence, and how we give mm-hmm. back to others, right? How we give and receive. So. Anyway, I'm really glad we're doing this. Um, yeah. I will try and take it as seriously as I can, Melanie. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know how far that will take us, but I'll do my best. But let's start with a with a, a scripture that'll help me. That'll help me stay on track. Um, so <laughs> Ephesians three sixteen through nineteen uh, says, "I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit and in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts." Through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And so, what this scripture is talking about is the love of God beyond our understanding which is really interesting, by the way, because we are typically trying to constantly understand love. So just side note, mm-hmm. like that's a, a constant thing we're always trying to figure out. Um, and what Paul is is praying is that we will be strengthened through Holy Spirit so that we'll have the power to grasp that this love is beyond knowledge. Um, and that as we begin to fully know Uh, that love as we begin to fully understand and know that love, the type that the Lord's talking about verse 19 says Mm -hmm. that we will be filled with all of the fullness of God. And so there aren't really any words that any, you know, any of us can say that will somehow make us understand um, or grasp God's love better because it's, I mean, clearly Mm -hmm. it's a supernatural work of Holy spirit. Uh, So honestly, the best thing we can do is pray for each other. So there you go end of the podcast and, Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that we pray it. That you understand it more In yeah. Jesus name, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, have a great week but I, I,
1: mean, <laughs> but I think it's interesting because we can fight so hard to try and grasp it but there is there yeah. is hopefully a place of, of positioning your heart into a humble spot to go, wow, God's love is so big that I can't possibly understand it. So how much you know more or better or good can it be here on earth you know? than, than yeah. what our our yeah. experience has been, if that makes any sense.
0: Right. Well, and I mean, I think it's it's important to note that going into this conversation, because it's, I mean, even just in preparing for this podcast, it was something I had to remind myself of, like, there's nothing that you and I are going to say that, that are going to make people go like, oh, now I get the love of God. Like, <laughs> if that scripture is true, then that means it's beyond, it's literally beyond our ability to grasp it outside of the supernatural you know working of the holy spirit and so right. i think that's really important just to remember that like we can talk about this all day but there's nothing that in in human terms like there's nothing that um we're gonna be able to do or say that's going to somehow make this magically you know come clear to everyone and so mm-hmm. i think it's good to listen to podcasts and to read books and to do all of those things but then also to be very prayerful for for others, but for yourself. Like, I mean, I've found myself in different seasons of my life, like praying for that. Like, Lord, I just so deeply desire to have a fuller, even though I don't know, even though I know that I'm not going to ever fully understand your love, I want more. Like, I want it to be fuller. I want to grasp it more tomorrow than I do today. And I know that no amount of books or podcasts are going to do that. Like it's going to require a work of your spirit. So God, I just want more of it. Like I want to understand it more. And so pray for yourself, you know, like pray for, pray for your own revelation in this area. Um, And I know like one of the most significant moments for me was um whenever God kind of, and again, this was just kind of a I think if you've walked with the Lord for any amount of time, you know, the difference between like understanding something cognitively Mm -hmm. and like getting a deep soul revelation about something. And for, for me, this moment was like such a deep soul revelation to the point where years later, I mean, I talk about it at our workshops all the time. You know, I still, this is still just a big moment that the Lord gave to me um, of when I felt a very clear understanding that God gave me of like his pleasure in me as his daughter Um, and the fact that his love for me. It was like it was like I, I think I cognitively knew there's nothing I can can do to increase God's love for me. Like, I know that I get that but i just knew deep down there was something still in me that was trying to earn something from him and what i realized was that like even though i knew salvation was secure i knew his love for me couldn't change i was really going for like something i, I wanted him to be so deeply pleased with me like i wanted the pleasure of God on me and i'm learning now too sorry guys like i talk all the time now about what i'm learning through parenting but good grief. Talk about being schooled for life, like just have some kids, right? Um, and I'm just learning how important it is. And I've read this, I remember when we had Kurt Thompson on months and months ago. Um, he talked about actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if he talked about it on our podcast. He maybe he, I think I've heard him talk about it on his own um podcast, but just how important it is for young children to to know that they bring a deep pleasure to their parents, mm-hmm. that like when they enter the room, you light up. Like when they enter the room, there is something like, just like, oh my goodness, just you being with me brings me such pleasure, like that that's so important for kids to know. And I realized it for myself. It was like, I wanted to know that from the Lord. Like I wanted to know that there is such a pleasure in me that comes from you as my father, right? And so, and I realized that for me, I was really working hard to earn it. Brooke, I know you've talked about how like you kind of operate from this place of like, I just want you to be okay. Like, I just want you to, to not have to worry about me, you know, like Brooke's got it. I don't have to worry about Brooke. She's good. I can worry about all the other billions of people. Right. So for me, (laughs) that's your kind of thing. So for me, it was like, I just want you to be so fully pleased with me. I know you love me. But like I want more. And so yeah. when when the Lord kind of revealed to me that, like, you know what? There's nothing that can affect my love for you. And there's nothing that can affect my pleasure in you as my daughter, it's fully there. Like, because you're mine. And I get that now because I've got kids. Because let's just say that my two and a half year old and my six month old, they're not doing a lot for me, right? <laughs> they aren't really performing. Nope. Uh well, they're real cute. But other than that. They're not providing anything for the household. They're not really, you know, they're they're just there. They just exist. And really, a lot of times they exist through screams and cries and tantrums. Mm -hmm. And so and yet in the midst of that, I look at them and I'm like, I could not have more fullness of pleasure over you as my son. Like, it's just exploding and oozing out of me. And I, so I understand that at a different level now that there's nothing I can do to earn or prove or receive more of the pleasure of God. And I know uh, we're not really talking about the pleasure of God, but I think that really partners with love because it's about his heart towards us. Right. And so I, my hope and prayer is that if anything from today, people can kind of move forward with that weight lifted of like, I don't have to earn it. I can't perform my way into it. I can't get more of it tomorrow than I have today. I can just understand it more tomorrow than I do today. But it's fully on me. The love of God is fully on me. The pleasure of God is fully on me, period. It's unchanging. And that, to me, lifts such a weight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think just what you referenced, like, uh, absolutely through having, you know, Liam is was that realization of like, if Liam just was like, hey, I'm good, you don't have to worry about me right? Like, and I'm never going to talk mm-hmm. to you because yeah. I'm handling my business. I would be devastated. And that was really when I realized I was like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm a crazy person. This is not, you know, <laughs> how God sees me <laughs> at all, you know? And another thing is yeah. I think working right in the counseling and clinical world is, is I've had the opportunity to work with some really, really sick people. And God has shown me that he loves them just as much as he does me. And so there's that, like, if his love is unmoving for people that, you know, have done some really messed up stuff, right? Like if it is, if he pursues them as hard as he pursues the sweetest Mm -hmm. person, you know, right. He is, he is warring for them just like he does for any of the rest of us. Then, then how much more, right? Like the the opportunity I can give him to actually love me, you know, and, 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 um, so that actually brought me a lot of comfort. I think we tend to think that he just loves all the people that need to be rescued versus like all of the people that are the abusers and the, you know, um, and those that hurt other Mm. people. And that's not true. He loves them just as much. And that, that really shifted a perspective for me. Um, and, and kind of on that note, going into, you know, The the most well-known passage on love, which is 1 Corinthians 13, by the way,
0: (laughs) which every
1: wedding I go to now, I'm like, are we going to do this one? Okay. Um, If you're
0: like, what is this one? No, you know it. Yeah, you do.
1: And it's uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. And it doesn't do a lot of other things. And then it's (laughs) what's interesting about this. And I'll say this again as yeah. a parent, and frankly, just a person. Uh, when Paul is is giving this list, patience is the first word he uses. And he's obviously describing mm-hmm. the love of God, right? He's not describing our love. He's talking about the love of God, and how ours can obviously come into alignment with that. Um, but he, yeah. he is uh, presenting patience as the premier expression of God's love, if you will. And so, you know, we can take the term patience, uh, for me, you know, it might be shorter than yours, um, in some ways and (laughs) in different scenarios, you know, and there's patience in traffic and patience with our kids and patience with coworkers and all of that. But what Paul's really talking about when he says love is patient is he's talking about this idea of being long suffering within the context of relationship. Um, and, and I think that's a, important. I'm going to circle back to that. But the Greek word and it used here figuratively means, okay, not literally, I guess it can literally and figuratively mean this, uh, taking a long time to boil. And so mm-hmm. when you want to boil a pot of water. Uh, you set it on high. I guess. I actually don't know how to boil water. Um, you not
0: Oh my, okay.
1: I guess you do. Actually, you probably I probably <laughs> put it on high and then walk away and then it dries up and then <laughs> anyway, that's maybe happening. Um, oh, that's, but like <laughs> the thing that's so Oh my goodness. Well, I can do two things well. Uh, and cooking is not one of them. The the but the thing that's so amazing <laughs> about that is that his patience um isn't naive. And I love that because how often do we think that it's just like well, he doesn't really know me or see me, you know what I mean? And his patience is like, or if we've met people that seem patient and we don't really believe they're actually patient, like they're just delusional,
0: <laughs> you know? Right, right.
1: And it's like, well, no, yeah. you're just delusional and enabling. Uh, so that's not really patient. Happening. Yes. Yeah, which really goes back yeah. to how our experiences have defined words for us and why I love that we're yeah. doing this because we need to go back and know and the, the Lord defined the word for us now we need to to redefine right. how our experiences have shifted that and kind of come back into alignment with what what god has said yeah. that love is and what patience is um you know and so but the lord doesn't do that right he just sits and he waits and uh you know is slow to boil yeah. apparently uh, given the greek and then psalm you know t- one hundred three eight says that he is compassionate gracious slow to anger and abounding in love um and so, you know, going back to that, like all of this is within the context of relationship, right? Um, and and you can look at relationship a million different ways, but I would say like starting, it's so fascinating to me that we can treat all these people around us sometimes better than those closest to us, Um you know, and I, I feel like that's like a really great place to start, and a really great indicator of what your definition of patience and love is, is how we mm-hmm. deal with those closest to us. Um, how do we, you know, view them? And yeah. so, like, um, I might fight for patience with my son, but is there a reason that I have less patience with him than I would, a, you know, a client or a coworker? Well, probably because I have fear for him. Right. I'm, I'm worried about him in a way that I'm not worried about a coworker. Well, that's a problem because my relationship is now driven out of fear. And so it allows us Mm -hmm. to go in and be like, okay, what are those root things? And how do we redefine patience and love, you know, in these relationships that are the most important to us? So yeah, no, I kind of went in direction there. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I feel, no, I, I mean, I think that's important because it's important, you know, the words in scripture and like the order in which they're used are important. So it's like if if the first thing that Paul says about love is that it's patient. Yeah. I think it's important that you talk through that and what that means for us. Um, And I think that's, I love that you pointed out, like it's about patience within the context of relationship. And it's Mm -hmm. about the Lord's heart to be patient with us in our own processes in life. (laughs) Like that he's not, I, I think I sometimes find myself thinking like, I think the Lord has to be super annoyed with me most of the time, you know, like, I just feel like he's annoyed. Like, I don't know if he's angry at me all the time, but just annoyed, like good grief, Melanie, get it right. No, that's because like you were saying, that's my, that's me. That's me putting my humanity on the love of God. And, and if I was, if I was God, I would be super impatient with me and super annoyed with me, you know, cause I just can't get it right. And so that's my, that's me, that's my thing. And so just knowing that The love of God is way beyond my capacity, um, is important, and you know, I think, like, okay, the question would be, what does all of what we're talking about actually have to do with Advent? Because that's what we're talking about, right? Um, and it's because ultimately, the Father's greatest expression of His love for us is in Jesus and in wanting to send. Jesus to us. So if you want to see what love looks like, you just have to look at the coming of Jesus. You have to look at this Christmas story, right? And so I, we don't typically do this a lot on the podcast, but I'm about to just read some scriptures that I think I don't know. This has been a very scripture-heavy podcast, but I think it's. But there's part of it to me that it's like, well, it's because I don't have the words to describe this. Like we started this whole podcast by saying, like, I don't have the capacity to explain this, but I know that the word of God has a power to it in and of itself, Um, and and so I'm, you know, like I don't know what to say. Let's just read the Bible together, (laughs) you know. So. so when I like, I just want to read a few scriptures that I hope encourage you today, um, just in thinking about the coming of Jesus and the love of the Father and how those things kind of collide. Um, John 3 16, one of the most well known passages, right, is that God loved us so much that He gave His Son to us. Um, Titus 3 uh 4 through 5 says, When the time came for the kindness and love of God our savior to appear he saved us and this is the part i loved not because we are good enough to be saved but because of his kindness um i love ephesians 2 i love the whole book of ephesians but ephesians <laughs> 2 um the message translation of it is so so good um and so i want to read this guys I feel like sometimes reading and listening to scripture, you can just kind of start tuning out because you're like, I've heard this a million times. I want to encourage you not to, but that's why I kind of love throwing in the message every once in a while because usually people don't have that one memorized. Um, And so the message, message translation of a portion of Ephesians 2 says, it wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live hmm. you filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience <laughs> That's pretty that's powerful So you filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then you exhaled disobedience. We all did it all of us doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did this all on his own with no help from us. <laughs> it's a good reminder, no <laughs> help from us. Um, and then and then the last one I'll mention is Romans 5, 8. God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't send his son He didn't send Jesus to us when we cleaned up our act. He sent his son, as this says, while we were still sinners, while we were still his enemies, he sent his son. And so I think that that's so important as we think about Christmas and we think about Jesus coming. that it was while we were still sinners, he did it with no help from us, <laughs> as that one part said, um, not because we were good enough, as that scripture from Titus says, he gave us his son while we were still sinners while we were his enemies. And so Jesus coming to earth is the greatest expression of God's love for us because Jesus came to literally absorb the wrath of God that should be on us. And now, because Jesus did what Jesus did, we get to be caught up in the love of the Father. And that is literally what Christmas is all about. So I don't know, as you're listening to this podcast today, I don't know what your heart towards God is, but I am 100% certain, as we've already talked about, what His heart is towards you. Um, And so whether you've never felt closer to Him than you do today, or whether you have never felt further or more angry towards Him, He has never Changed his mind about you or his heart towards you. And I don't know about y'all, but that, man, I have to remind myself that on a regular basis. And when I do, oh, my word, does it allow me to breathe? Um, knowing that no matter how I feel towards him or how I'm doing today, his heart towards me has not changed an ounce. Um, and there's nothing that I can do to change it. Um, and so, again, I feel like just grasping at straws here. <laughs> Trying no, to talk about no. the love of God, but no, I think it's good. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's one of those things that get taken for granted. Like, um, I, I led a group yesterday, and we were talking about friendship, and you know, they were like, "I mean, this is cheesy. It's friendship." I'm like, "Well, then tell me how many of you have real friends, and do you know how to make new ones?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Nope." I'm like, "Okay, so let's talk about it, right?" Like, so I feel like this mm-hmm. is one of those things that like we just let go or we make it cheap you know what i mean like we just assume we mm-hmm. know and and we don't because if we did i'm just gonna throw out there that maybe things would feel a little bit differently as a society mm-hmm. so you know things
0: might just be better
1: <laughs> just might be better you know <laughs> yeah um for a lot of different reasons yeah. and and you know and not because we're waiting on everyone else to figure out what love is but that that we are and, and again just like in our you know our, our podcast on on peace i don't know if that one airs before this one i know you know better than i do but what we talk about is like when you know someone who is at peace you're drawn to them when you know someone who feels loved and knows they're loved by god like they are Mm -hmm. just a different Mm -hmm. level of secure right doesn't mean things don't happen it's not about it's not about creating a world where nothing bad happens they just but they they move in the world differently um and so, yeah. you know, when we get into practical things, I'm going to get a little bit counseling here, okay? Um, you do know, it. one of the things I would say, because even I imagine someone hearing you talk about like Jesus absorbing the wrath of God, they're like, "Well, wait a second. So God does have wrath, right?" And mm-hmm, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, maybe they don't even know what that means. And what I would really encourage you to do is if if you have it, because that's a whole theological discussion. For a whole other day with a lot of people that probably shouldn't include me, except I'd be there to dumb it down. Um, you know,
0: same, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I'd just be the one to ask yeah. questions.
1: So. Yeah, and and that's yeah. that's something you should definitely you know research and look into and how all that works. Okay, but what I think you can start no, yeah. with is how right he says that when we are in christ right like we are seated at his right hand so what what people typically can do and for myself too is what i know i know god loves jesus right and if i am one with jesus Mm -hmm. then that means he loves me and sometimes that's where Mm -hmm. the focus has to be right that he sees us just like that um and so before you get into a theological deep dive like, start there, okay? Um, right, And right. that's just for people that maybe are wrestling with that. The other thing, uh, you know, practical ways right. for living, you know, understanding love is, is really taking the time to examine, like, how do you really define love? Who in your life demonstrated love for you in good ways and in negative ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are those things? And then allow God to kind of dismantle the not good things And then amplify Mm -hmm. the really great things, right? So I can look and go, man, my mom loved me really well in these ways and not so well in these other ways. And how has that influenced my life? And then, you know, those moments that the Lord's like, so if that was good, how much more, you know, and there are a lot of people, Mm -hmm. by the way, um, that were not loved well at all, like ever. (laughs) And they've just been trying to figure it out and figure out how to be good. Yeah to people and so really diving into I know you said we don't want to you know just have a podcast of scriptures but that's the that's where it starts that's the definition of love mm-hmm. so just looking at those and and where is your life congruent with that where do you need to continue to dive in with the character of God of believing he loves you but also just redefining love in your life and even if you've got a great family and are doing it well you know you are not going to be disappointed if you look at the ways that maybe you haven't um, come into alignment with God's fullness and His love, right? And not from a place of being like disappointed or discouraged or any of that, but that you get to look at this new season and this new year um, from a place of just being very healthy and just being fully, fully Mm -hmm. loved um, and understanding that you're Mm -hmm. living in the fullness of God's love. Um, And of course, then it it just pours out to everybody else around us, right? Like, and I think that's our, I would hope our ultimate goal is that we feel loved and we feel secure, which means we're at rest and we're at peace and we can move through this world that is very hard by being at rest, being at peace, feeling loved, and then handing that off to others. I don't think anybody's listening to this podcast because they're like, no, I just want to be good for myself, right? Like we want to be good for others as well. And this is one of the most important ways we can do that, you know? Um, and so, and I'll say this too, something we talk about um, in in uh, uh, where I work now is like, you know, the word love can be just so misused, right? I love pizza. I love my mom. I love God. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we use that mm-hmm. word for the same way to describe our food um, or sweaters or <laughs> T-shirts, you know? Like you yeah. and I and uh, Dylan had a conversation earlier, you know, about... <laughs> about a t-shirt brand. I was very passionate (laughs) about it. Um, you know, and I think really even (laughs) taking the time to, to realize maybe how this is going to sound negative, but I don't mean it this way, but taking the time to realize like how maybe that word has not been as sacred as it could be in our lives and allow it to really hold the weight that it, that it, um, should, right? Not, not, look, I don't feel badly that I was very passionate about that t-shirt brand at all. Um Okay. But I also would like to be sure when I'm talking about God that it is with the same <laughs> fervor, <laughs> you know, uh, if you will, you know, Um and just making sure that the sacredness of what, of what his love is and how yeah. it was into us is, is honored. If, you know, I don't know if that, I don't yeah. even know if I made a full sentence, but. um No, anyway. that
0: makes Total
1: sense. Yes. So and just leaving that because we're doing a lot more scripture uh, on 1 John 4, 11 through 12. Right. So it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And like I said, I think if we can figure this out, we will have a much better life, you know, in navigating this world. And we will also influence others. Um and that's what when he talks about, you know, people aren't leaving the church because they're being loved well. That's that's mm-hmm. not why they're leaving the church.
0: Yeah. So
1: Gosh. so we have to figure we have to figure this out. Um
0: there's a little zinger there Yeah. The end of the, so, uh-huh.
1: well, you know, and for me too, right? Like let me be clear. But no, um, it's good. Yeah.
0: I so. but I think that's so good because I think it's such a good barometer for like how well am I doing at living in God's love? Well, how well am I doing at loving other people? And you can you can try to like, you know, discipline yourself enough to like love people well, but like ultimately, as you always say, Brooke, like it comes from an overflow. It comes from a place mm-hmm. of, um. like I think about there's a book that Max Lucado wrote like forever ago and I read it forever ago, but it was about, I think it's called A Love Worth Giving. Oh, I hope that's right. But it was literally a book all about how to love people well by more fully living in God's love. And so it was basically walking through all of the different words in first Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. Does not envy. Like it walked through each of those, each chapter was a different one of those. And it was like, you want to do better at being patient in your relationships with people? Well, here's how God is patient with you. You want to be more kind in your relationships with people? Here's how God is kind to you. Like, and it's literally saying you cannot make yourself love people better. It's coming from an overflow of living in the love of God. And so I think that's a great and important point. And I would just encourage people as well. You know, one of the most powerful things that we, I think, uh, have done at our Empower workshops in the past has been that we give some people time to hear from the Lord like give them just a few moments of quiet to ask God a question and we usually we usually encourage them to ask a question along the lines of like God what do you love about me what is one of your favorite things about me how do you see me that kind of thing and i would say that that's a good that's a good exercise to do regularly i mean maybe even just during this christmas season maybe once a week or couple times a week, get away and just ask the Lord, like, God, how do you see me today? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I do think it's important to assess what you believe that you hear from the Lord <laughs> and, you know, affirm that it lines up with the word of God, that it lines up with truth. And if you're like, I don't know if it does, then, you know, find a trusted Christian mentor, pastor, friend that you can take it to and be like, I feel like I heard from the Lord this thing. And, you know, just get feedback from people. But, you know, I just think hearing God's heart for you, um And letting him speak to you and letting him show you how he sees you can really be a powerful practice and just being able to sit in his love for you. So um, it's just another idea that comes to mind. But this was (laughs) this was good. Man, you want to talk about something that I, I again, I just feel like we go back to the way we started this. I find myself internally being like, this isn't enough. This doesn't capture it fully because (laughs) Um, we can't like, it's literally not possible to capture this fully. And so I am going to go back to the way we started this. Like, I just pray That for all of you listening, um, that the Lord would just bring new revelations in this season about His love for you and His heart for you. Um, And that, you know, at the end of this Christmas season, you're able to say, you know, I've experienced and I get and grasp a little more fully now than I did a month ago, um, the love of the Father for me. Uh, and, And that you are really able to see that in light of the Christmas story and that it comes to light for you in a whole new way because that's the best thing we can do for you guys is just to pray for you. So that is our prayer for you all. Um, And We hope that you've enjoyed this conversation today uh, as always. And if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, feedback for us, we always love hearing from you guys. So we would love it if you would email us anytime. And our email address is at multiplied.com. We're also so grateful if you're willing to rate the show, write a review for the show, wherever it is that you listen. And if you ever want to find out more about Mercy Multiplied and who we are as an organization, you can go to mercymultiplied.com and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things at Mercy Multiplied. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.